right, welcome back, welcome everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. It's been a while. It has been a while. Glad to be back. Glad to be talking Husker football. Um, really, really excited to be here with you guys and be back. Hope to get um, hope to get a lot of uh, a lot of fun out of the way today and moving yeah. forward throughout the season. Hopefully, uh, we got a game next week. We got a game next week, so that's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, so going to have a lot of fun here today. Hopefully, you join us. If not, you can always uh, check us out another time so yeah listen to the podcast whatever um all right so we're here to talk to you about husker football yes um so jimmy what's been going on in the off season um a lot of stuff that <laughs> some of which i don't really want to touch on um we talked about it a little bit the investigation just it is what it is it's stupid it's going on everywhere so it's not even worth talking about um conference realignment Yep. Um, Texas, Oklahoma, joining, you know, SEC. Yep. Um, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC alliance starting to form. We don't yep. know much about that yet, but uh, probably will here pretty soon. Um, and honestly, just trying not to get drink the Kool-Aid and get overhyped for, you know, Husker season. So... It's false because I've drank a lot of Kool Aid. I typically do. So as a diabetic, drinking a lot of Kool Aid is not a good idea. <laughs> no, <probably not. laughs> uh, so I made sure to get all my insulin on board, and I'm good to there go. go. Um, no, very excited. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, the whole conference realignment stuff with the SEC. Um, you know, that was kind of a, a big distraction. Um, really, just a big distraction across college football landscape. Well, more than during, else. during during a dead period, typically, you know leading up to the season, the summers. If you listen to sports talk radio like I do, um, the summer's normally a pretty boring time to listen to it. Yeah. So to hear something like that was uh, a little bit shocking. Yeah. Um, maybe not shocking because something like that was probably eventually going to happen. But um, And especially when it comes to Texas. They're always going to do something to piss people off. So. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, the whole – it was funny because, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, we all know Texas. We, we've been there. We, we've been a part of, of that whole it's basically cluster. Why, basically why Nebraska left the Big 12. Yeah, so, you know, not really too surprised about that. Um, but, you know, it's – Oklahoma's not going to be – Oklahoma without Texas is a little interesting to think about. Um so yeah, I'm not. I guess I'm not too surprised about it. Um, it does. It does uh, make things interesting as far as where some of those other schools go, unless they bring schools in. Yeah, seems more like ESPN. You know, has the AAC contract, yep. and that you know some of the those Big Twelve schools might be looking to go to that conference. Who knows? Yeah. Um, even though they're not a power five and the Big Twelve is a power five, they were a power five because of Oklahoma and Texas, so mm, seems to make sense. But uh, no, we were even talking about a little bit. You know, some of those schools would be interesting to see. Some of those schools that have more success right now, who wants to grab them? Yeah, if that's the thing, like Iowa State or Oklahoma State. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be really in- interesting to see what happens. Yep. So Blake said you got your volume all the way up. Still can't hear us. Everyone else, can you hear us? Seriously, we got a mic here that we're trying out. So hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully everyone else can hear us. Ryan, it's not Bush Latte today. I'm going your style. We got Mick Ultra. The, with the Mick Ultra. Um, get the volume up on your phone. Um, I can definitely double check it. Uh, okay. I typically put my phone on silent so that it doesn't ring. But uh, let me check real quick. Okay. We'll double check the volume real quick, see if, uh, make sure we're getting what we need here. Okay. Anyone else listening, if you could let us know if you can't hear us. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, we have... Maybe check your own volume. No, I'm just kidding. He says volume's all the way up, so uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do here, Blake. Um, so, as far as the conversation alignment stuff, so that came out with Texas, Oklahoma. And then, now there's more discussion about a potential um, alliance um between other conferences such as the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and, the Pac-12 and the ACC. Right. So that's another interesting topic because we're changing. I mean, there, there's been changes. There's been conference realignment. There's been schools going to other conferences like, like Nebraska we're, we're going to the Big Ten. Uh, we, we've seen that happen before, but we're we're on a whole different level of, of potential realignment here that is really going to change the college football landscape. And potentially – Get rid of the NCAA. Which, ultimate, if that's the ultimate goal, I think that could be a good thing. All right, will be. Uh, I think the NCAA has um, screwed up a lot of things uh, more, more recently. Uh, you got in the investigation with Baylor where there was a lot – seems like there was a lot of evidence out there and nothing really happened. Um, but and they then, want to come after us. Or they want to go after Nebraska and even Michigan for the improper use of analysts. Um, I think it sounds like the offsite practice is not something that they're really being uh, investigated about. But again, how can you monitor yeah. guys working out outside of the stadium during a pandemic? Yeah. Oh, and, and I they think they have to work out somewhere. Well, they have to do something. And it's not like the NCAA, NCAA showed up and said, "Hey, we're going to videotape your practice." Somebody videotaped. That's not what was happening. That that's an ins, that's an inside job. And what's really funny is people on Twitter are like, "Who's who is he? Let's find him and let's beat the crap out of him." Like, and, and you gotta wonder. We had um, uh, who was the the two analysts? One that got fired, and another one. Uh, well, both got one got fired, one left, whatever. But we lost two analysts recently. But who was videotaping it? Who sent it off to the NCAA? Because the NCAA is not doing their own investigation. Well. There's a reason that those guys left, and I mean, either, I mean, how that job just sounds interesting to me. Can I get that job? Well, it sounds like the um, analyst was working with our special teams, which which sucked. So, <laughs> so they need didn't matter anyway. Aside from our kicker, who was Big Ten kicker. Yeah. Of the year. Well, and my question was, what what kind of advantage does having an analyst on the field give a team on pre- during practice or even during a game? Like what kind of advantage does that give? I don't think that gives a team an advantage. Um, so it's, it's no just because at least when I played sports, I needed a coach to get in my face and talk to me about things, mm-hmm. not somebody analyze me and then <laughs> write me up a spreadsheet yeah. or something and send it to me. Well, I think Don, Donnie mentioned it's a witch hunt. I, I think it would it be is. a witch hunt. Uh, Tim's got a question here for you. Kelly says hi. Oh, to Jimmy I'm sure he wants to know what the subject is. Tim, you know that answer. It's anything but Notre Dame football. <laughs> um, no, I think you know. It's. I think it'll end up just being nothing. If nothing, we get a fine. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no Good way you can hear us. Um, yeah, there's nothing else that I could see coming from this. So, 
after Wednesday, Thursday, it kind of dropped off where a lot of the social media talk went away. Um, you're still going to have the local media. You're going to have Sam and Sherman and all these other guys out there still well, hitting the pavement. They're still talking about Oklahoma, the Oklahoma game. Um, let it go. Like, Stop listening to your local media guys. Most of them are shit. Um, and all they want to do is just bash on the Huskers. So they really find a lot of crap to sit on and, and keep pushing well, rather than let's let's focus on what's going to happen. There's been a few that have said, you know, this is going to be figured out down the road a year from now, probably during the off season, and yeah. it's it'll be a slap on the wrist, whatever. Um, hopefully. Good good but, question here from from Blake. So focusing on the football team in general. How hot is the seat for Frost? So if you guys are on social media at all and listen to what's going ben on Ben Frost with, should be gone. <laughs> well, and, and this whole um, investigation is a way to get Frost fired without having to big, pay a big buyout. I, I don't know. I, I'm not an insider. I don't have connections. Um, we had someone tell us that potentially Frost was going to be fired within two weeks after Trev came on. Um, I don't see those kind of things happening yet i think this year is the year he needs to show it um i think it's hot um and, and yes we know trev alberts is not afraid to get the job done he did it at uno uh we'll and talk UNO about is much better we'll, for it we'll, we'll talk about trev here in a second um but i think trev's not afraid to do it. i think they brought him in Part of the reason why he was hired is because he he doesn't he's not afraid to make those hard decisions well, and do what needs to get done. So he's been in that position when he was a new AD and he had to do a very unpopular thing with UNO. But and he got rid of their football program and their wrestling program after they won a national championship or whatever it was. Yep. But he turned them Division One. Have you seen their new baseball field? It's amazing. Yep. But there, there's a lot of They're, things. There's a lot of good yeah. with Trev. But I do think there's smoke under under Scott's butt right now. Um, well, I don't think we see any fire yet, but I think it's hot. I think it's, it's hot. I think it's smoking. I think and he's getting a little uncomfortable and, and knows that he's got to show up this it's year. It's a tricky situation, too, because you got a new AD, and you have one of the toughest schedules in college football this season, which we'll dive into. But, yep. I mean, especially it, after a COVID year, I mean, Trev could make us, like you said, he could, he could mix things up, but... I, I see him through at least next year, and I feel that way because I think the football yeah. team will be better this year. Uh, yeah, so. I think I think we have to get six wins this year. For sure. If we only win five games, Frost could be gone after this year. Yeah. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, as, as much as I Maybe. think this – but, but again, I, I doubt that's going to happen. I, think, I see six. My prediction early on was eight and four. But at worst, I think we do seven and five this year. It is my prediction. So six or seven wins keeps him on for another year. That next year, though, 2022 football season, he's got to get to eight wins. Eight, eight or nine wins that year, I think, has to happen. Otherwise, that it, he might not continue to be our coach after that year. So he's in year four. He's had technically, after talking to Tom Osborne, he, he brought up a good a good point is he's really only what two and a half years into full cycle recruiting maybe three years and so now he's got his guys and if you look at the type of guys he's recruited we talked about this one of our last shows um the type of guys he's recruiting are tall the wide receivers he's he's looking after tall wide receivers that go up for balls he's looking after tight ends that are tall 
he's he's yeah. he's learning that what he thought was going to work in the Big Ten is not going to work at the Big Ten because yep. he thought UFC offense was going to work or UCF offense was going to work. It, it hasn't, and so now he's looking at a different type of offense, and I think that is something that's going to help him in the long run. Hopefully it's a long run, but it's definitely this year. Um, thanks, Tim. We're glad we're back too. If it doesn't make a bowl, Zom says it doesn't make his bowl game. In, um, in his opinion, he should be gone. Again, I, I agree. I think, um, again, he came in as that that savior. Um, That's a actually very well stated comment there, Zom, because yep. we are kind of accepting him more because he's a former player and a national championship quarterback. He, he would have been fired if he, already if, if if this was you know a, another Mike Riley. We'd be like, this guy needs to be gone yep. now, but it's Frost. Yeah, and, and we love Frost. And I th- and I think that's, I think you got to give him that that cushion. But in last year's kind of a, a crap year. So even though yes, other teams did better, but other teams also had full cycle recruiting guys that are junior, seniors, older guys. So I, I'll give him that cushion. But again, this year it's got to be a bowl game. We got to well, do six wins. The problem was, you know. Frost went undefeated at UCF, and mm-hmm. then they beat Auburn in their bowl game, and they claimed a national championship. <laughs> and he had high, high ex- we had high expectations with him coming in. Yep. And it just has not panned out that way, and there's been a lot of, you know, things pop up, NCAA investigation, <laughs> the most recent. But uh-huh. just little things here and there, players leaving, you know, Mo Washington, Wandell Robinson, um, yep. a lot of recruit high – high recruits that have entered the transfer portal and it's just like something's not right but but if you I, look at if you look at sorry to cut you off no there, you're fine even as much as i crap on our our omaha uh, coverage and sometimes the linking coverage i'm talking to you sip um sometimes I, like sip, but. I know i'm not a huge fan but anyway sometimes they they do a really good job because one thing they focus on this year and that they've hammered home is just the continuity um, amongst the team, the guys, the, not only the leadership, but the young guys, the young guys um, that are stepping forward and being leaders on the team, the young guys hanging out with the older guys, and they're like, "This yeah. is not something we've seen in the past few years." Well, is the way these guys interact with one another. And even Xavier Betts coming out and saying, "I, I, I didn't have a good spring. I wasn't working hard, or whatever it was, yeah. and now I'm stepping up." And they're saying he's. That's showing. Yeah. The, the difference yeah. is showing. So things like that, I mean, it does seem like we're taking a step in the right direction. Well, it sounds like they're holding themselves accountable. And that's yeah. and as a as a D1 player, if you're not holding yourself accountable, here's the thing with Riley, not only was that staff not holding them accountable, but they weren't holding themselves accountable because they didn't have to. They could still just go out there and just – flip-flop around and maybe show up to the weight room. Now they're being oh, held the Memorial Stadium's going to have 90000 no matter what anyway. <laughs> Yep. So yeah. I, yeah. So I, I think Nick I, again. I, I think he he underestimated the Big Ten conference. Um, so he came into it cocky. Absolutely, he said they're going to have to adjust to us. Well, now now he's got to flip that bar and he's got to adjust to the Big Ten. And, well, and I think if you see our guys on the offensive and defensive lines, that adjustment's been made because they got they they've had to do something in the off season to say. Okay, you're not the right size or what we're looking for. So, right. what do we need to look at? And God, have you seen our our linemen lately? Yeah, they look like linemen. Big ten. Linemen. They look like Big Ten linemen. Their arms are bigger. Their bodies are bigger. They're fast too. They're not big clunky guys that you might see in the SEC that can afford to do that. Where you maybe have faster wide receivers and uh, and 
elite may not be the best, but you have really good quarterbacks too and running backs where well, their their main job is to block. Now, if we want to do more of a run type style offense um, and passing, we got to have those guys that can get out of the off the line too. Well, like Nick said here, you know the 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 AAC. It's like the Big Twelve. I mean, they play an offensive style. You know, a lot of points. Try to get turnovers on defense, and that's kind of what we tried to do. And that obviously just doesn't work in the Big Ten. Yep. You need big boys. Um, you need tall receivers. Um, you know, you need yeah. to be able to pound the rock too. Yeah. So. And Dan, you're right. I mean, he's got to reinvent himself as a coach. Um, if we don't, yeah, I agree. If we if he doesn't change his game plan, we don't change the way we do things with the, with the offensive side of the ball. Defense was better last year. We know that, and I think they're going to still take another step good. up this year. We have a lot of guys that came back, which is good. Um, so I think looking at that next level next year, what does that defense look like? Since we're going to lose some really good seniors, but um, if he doesn't reinvent the way he game he game plans, yeah, we might only have five wins. And you mentioned the Minnesota game last year; they had tons of guys out due to COVID injuries. We were playing second and third string guys, and we still just got hammered. So yeah. change and the way you plan, change the way you play, and prep for those games. I mean, and looking forward to this upcoming week. I mean, we played Illinois last year. It was a black shirt. Jersey game, <laughs> and we got embarrassed. Yeah, and part, part I of that sure was that yeah. they have them focused on changing that narrative from last year because that yeah. was. And part of that happened. That was our really first, bad. our first couple drives was McCaffrey's first start again. It was. There, there's a lot of things that go into that, but there's still no excuse to the way we continue to play throughout the game. So, yeah, I think I think Frost is hot. Uh, I think his seat it's smoking. Um, I don't see their, the flames coming up yet, but you might see some uh, some little redness under there. But you um, hope I really we hope we win this next weekend. Otherwise, that seat's going to be well. You got you got to set the tone. Look, look at the last That's two true. the last two years starting the season. We lost or we had the the rain out uh, in his first, first year first game, and then second year. What happened in that? Well, there was um, something weird that happened in the second year. We have to get postponed for some reason. Um, then year three we had COVID. I mean, there's there's all these things that impact. But getting a good start to this to the season is really going to help him and the rest of the team. Really set the tone well, for how they're going to go forward. And it, it is it's such an important game because it is a conference game, yep. division game to start the season. Yep. You have to come out and win that game. Start the start conference one and zero. You we're gonna to. we're gonna be leading we'll be in first the Big Ten West rest. on week zero. On week zero, hell yeah, um, Nick. Good point again. Um, realizing that our defense is good, use them to win games. That's one thing that we've noted throughout the last couple of years is Frost always wants to do these fast paced offenses, and then our defense is just whether they play good or not. Our defense they don't do a lot of three and outs. They don't. No. But what they're doing is they are they have been stopping the guys, especially last year. But when your offense only goes out there for 30 seconds on the clock or less, you're putting your defense in a tougher position to win games. When our right. off, our defense, yes, use them, utilize them to help win those games and put your offense in a better situation where now we're going to be running the rock more, we have a, a heftier so. offensive line, and we should be able to get the ball downfield better. To where yeah. we are giving our defensive guys that time to rest. So smarter play calling, absolutely. I, I can't agree more. And field position is huge, as Zom mentions. Field position was awful last year. We were probably 
in the top five worst teams in the country as far as field position that we put our defense. Oh into. yeah, because our special teams was so bad. So our special teams was bad. We couldn't field. We couldn't field a punt return uh, or stop a punt return either one. Yeah. So our special teams needs to be a huge improvement to help us out, which it sounds like. They're seeing a lot of good things for our punter and our kicker, which is good. Um, but we got to see that improvement. But our offense needs to get downfield. We need a kicker that can kick the ball off into the end zone every single time. It sounds like we have that. From so, what, I, what I've been hearing is our kicker, and this was not our coaches, our media guys were saying, we got two guys that can kick the ball down into the end zone. We need that. We have not had that for three years. No, we have not. So I think that's going to be a huge advantage to our special teams too. So. Again, a guy like Cam Taylor Brick came out early on um, in the spring and said, hey, I'll play any position you want me to play. You want me to play special teams, I'll play special teams. Put me on the put me on the field because I'm going to make a play. We put need, him on the field the whole game. We need more guys. I mean, like high school, you play offense and yes. defense and special teams. Yes. We have guys that want to do that. If they have the ability to do that, they're going to fight harder than anybody else on that field. Let's get them. Let's get them going. Get them fighting. I've also heard a lot of good things about Caleb Tanner. Caleb Tanner is one of those guys. Him and Cam Taylor, because we kept getting them mixed up for we so did. long when they when were, they young, were when, when they were freshmen, sophomore. When they first came in, we had, we Caleb Tanner is one of those guys that was we were looking forward to seeing him play more, and he really rocked on special teams last year. I think we're going to see more from him this year. Everything I've heard coming into coming into camp and leading up to the the season openers, he's a guy to look out for. That could be one of those breakout. He could have a breakout year. Okay. So I hope to see that on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see. So, yeah, uh, some good questions so far. Appreciate you guys throwing them in here. And, Dan, I'm, I'm not actually sure. Actually, a little surprised. I thought 1 o'clock on a Sunday that we <laughs> wouldn't have much uh, going on. But, uh, but no, this is appreciate great. Appreciate you guys tuning um, in. Yeah, keep, keep them coming. So, I think next week, Illinois, season opener. And, again, it, we, we got to win it. We got to get that first one out of the way. Yeah. We, we looked at the Illinois. First, they got a new coach. So, Bielema's coming in. It's, his, he, it's he, his first year. He was a good coach at Wisconsin. He was not nearly as good of a coach at Arkansas, but he did not. He did have a couple decent wins there. He knocked off LSU or Alabama one yeah. of the two. Not Alabama. No. Not Alabama. But, but let's, but let's just LSU. let's be real. Arkansas in the SEC is one of those bottom feeders, anyways. They're yeah, they're never a top tier team. They're not going to get the recruits that right. LSU I'm and not, Bama and some of those other teams are going to get. And I'm I don't know his background, so I'm not entirely sure, but. I don't know why he didn't just stay at Wisconsin because they had something going there. But money. It, Arkansas probably and gave that's, more money. That's true. Guaranteed. I mean, that, that is. Well, and Arkansas needed to turn things around. They right. needed that help. They thought winning coach, let's bring him in. So, But here's what I see. Illinois is not Wisconsin. Illinois, no. Illinois no. The, their style of game fits closer to the AAC. They're, they yeah. like to run high tempo, fast pace. They like to run the ball. They like to throw swing passes. They like to get a couple running backs. They want a quarterback that can run the ball. And they've had decent running backs in, yeah. in the past and, you know, quarterbacks that can run the ball. Um, they they, haven't, scored less, they haven't scored less than 35 points on us since we started playing them over the last few years. So, That's pretty I mean, bad. we But we averaged 39 points. So okay. we, we're outscoring them, but. We're, we've been playing the same game that they've been playing, that fast-paced offense. You're getting on and off the field a lot faster, especially if you're not scoring, or you're scoring quick and getting off the field. So we looked at their roster. What we noticed is that their, their line, their offensive line, they have experience. They have they don't have a lot of depth, though. They have – and experience may not be the right word. I haven't looked at what their last year's depth chart was on the line, but their offensive line is older guys. So they have juniors yep. and seniors. Maybe one sophomore, but then you get to the quarterback in, in Peters, 
Brandon Peters, who's in his – he's a grad transfer, so technically got a second year because of COVID. He could be a six-year So he's probably a six-year guy. Um, and then uh, their running back is sophomore. So they're starting running back. So they have they have young guys back there. So they're, the experience may not be there on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defensive side of the ball, um, I, again, yeah, I think really we're – They not much at that, but their yeah. wide receivers looked – Pretty young. Wide receivers, they got a couple freshmen as starting wide receivers, uh, or redshirt freshmen, so they're in their second year. Uh, again, their defense, they got some young guys, uh, but they got some older guys too. You got a few seniors, they got a redshirt sophomore transfer, redshirt freshman, um, so a junior at safety, a senior. So they yeah. got some experience yeah, on the defensive side, but... And they did beat us last year, so, I mean, we got... Uh, yeah. Definitely have to... Show up more than we did last year. I mean, I can't, I can't. You can't talk crap about a team when they slapped you last year. So, yep. I think Illinois again. Their their seniors are gonna be twenty four super seniors, huh? Jeez. So yeah, definitely don't sleep on their seniors because I think again that experience is gonna be there. But you got a new coach. What's he trying to bring to the team? Is he trying to change things, or is he trying to sure. make small changes just a little bit at a time to get? Well, that's always tricky because. You know, are are they coming in and just trying to piece things together with the guys they have, or are they trying to bring young kids in and develop them? And you know, maybe you don't win right away, yeah. but you give them experience. Well, and from their projected depth chart, it's it's fifty fifty. You got a lot of guys on that depth chart that are starting that are younger, but you got a lot of that guys in the the second, third string guys that are younger as well. So they don't have a lot of depth with experience. They have depth, but it's young depth. So. I don't know. We'll see. I, again, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sleep on Illinois. I'm not gonna overlook Illinois as a fan just because of what happened last year. Definitely not. And because yes, I have a lot of hope for our team, and I think the hype is there. I drank a lot of Kool Aid again, but um, we gotta see it. We still have to see it on the field in game. Yep. If Adrian Martinez, he he look he he looks like his freshman size, I and a lot of the guys, have so. t- a lot of the stuff going around is he is. He's faster than last year, which last year he picked up some speed, but we got to see that offense really set the tone and, and play off the defense. So that's a good question, Nick. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so let me look. I'm not sure who their running back was last year. because They have he, a redshirt sophomore transfer slated as their number one, and then they have a grad transfer slated as their number two, and the other guys are freshmen. They do have a senior, Mike Epstein, and the four spot, according to um, the ourlads.com, our which is more of a uh, projected, uh, I think it's NFL-type scouts. But um, Chase Brown is a redshirt sophomore transfer, and right now he's in the one spot. Gosh, and then Chase Hayden has their, a grad transfer. I can't remember what their spot. running back's name was last year, but he was good because yep. obviously the mm-hmm. game happened the way it did last year. So it's we'll not see. Peters. Peters isn't going to beat us. There, no. It's not going to be his running game. It's not going to be his feet. It's not going to be his arm. It's our front four need to be the guys, and our linebackers are going to have to control that game. I'm not worried about Brandon Peters. He's not a he's not a horrible quarterback, but he's not a, he's not elite. He's not good. He's smother. I would compare him to probably Smothers or Heinrich Harbor. I, I think they're probably on the same um, talent level. But again, you, you can't sleep on him either because we know he can, he's done stuff into us to us in the past. So we just have to be prepared for anything, and well, I think that game plan's got to be there. And I think the bigger issue is the offense. We gotta f- 
figure things out on offense. Mm-hmm. We can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, we got new wide receivers, new running backs. I mean, it it could either be really fun, mm-hmm. which I think it will be, hoping that it will be, or it's going to be, you know, shoot, I don't know what's going on kind yeah. of a thing. But after the last couple of seasons where – and I know Diedrich Mills was he, – he ended up being, you know, pretty pretty good. I actually liked him a lot, but yeah. – um, yeah, but we, we just didn't have very many guys step up and running back or wide receiver, and we need no. guys to step up. And we have a lot of new guys, and I'm really hopeful that yeah things will be a lot different than they have been. But and, and here's here's I think Zom was getting to this point is we got to stop the run. Make him beat yeah, you. That's true. That is one thing we didn't make teams do us do last year is make the quarterback beat us. We didn't play. There's not a ton of good quarterbacks we played last year. This year is different, but. We never made the quarterback beat us. We let them beat us with the run game, and 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 then we just we didn't plan accordingly. It just well, it was frustrating. The year before, and I mean, I know that the 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 brothers, the Davis brothers, both got drafted, and they were in the sixth, seventh round. Mm-hmm. But we actually were really decent on the run defense yes. uh, two years ago. And we didn't have that last year. No. We need guys like Ty Robinson. Um, I think Payne is going to bring Daniels, the pain this year. Daniels. Yep. And, I mean, JoJo Doman obviously is amazing. But, you know, we need we need an overall group effort to stop the run game and make them beat us up. Especially know, on those third and four, third and twos. Yep, yep. We didn't get enough of that last year. So we got we to gotta step that up. Hopefully our defensive line can get that push this year um against lines that we should be able to get the push against so um i'm hopeful in our in our secondary but again that offense man it's just got to be there again if you watch any of the any of the practices any of the film they've released so far and you see these downfield passes to tour and to manning man omar manning on the field let's talk about offense for a second getting omar manning on the field with tour out there yeah and then you got alante brown in the slot and you got xavier betts and you got austin allen <laughs> i mean and uh Volkleck, and then you get, i mean if you look at our offense you look at our size and we talked about this last year uh before after the season this last year and coming up to this year the size on our offense is there and now, if we can get the ball to them, if Martinez yep. can do a good job of throwing the ball to them, and then not only that, when they're when we're not throwing to them, guess what? They got to be covered. So we got to have them out there on the field. That's when you open up the run game. But you have to you have to start well, with the run game to open up the pass game downfield. And, and I think we do that with our size. And let's not again. Sorry, Wyatt Lever. Let's not forget about him. Yeah, he's a guy that's on the depth chart, potentially number two behind Omar Manning. And bets right behind Samar Tour. So it's there. The talent is there. We know Tour can play. We know Manning can play. They they've been there before. Well, and can we give Morrison can we give Gabe Irvin Marvin Scott? Marky Step. Step. Yes, I didn't think of him. Yeah. And not only that, but and Yant. I mean we and Yant. And not only that, yeah. but you know, and I've heard a lot of talk about this. Can we do a lot less designed Martinez run plays and only have him run when he needs to. Yeah. On a rollout where maybe he's going to throw deep and it's not there. Yeah. And then he gets us 8, 10, 12 yards or a first down yep. on third and four or whatever. Because we do not need to 
design our offense around runs for Martinez when yep. we have as much talent as we have. And I think with our offensive line, hopefully with uh, with the experience we saw last year getting better and better, and hopefully we have that this year where they've been better and better. And, and you have Brian. five guys that can run the ball in the backfield. You Yes, you design less around Martinez because guess what? Third and two, third and three – Who's running the ball? Martinez. The yeah, last, the last three years. And that's, I mean, it didn't work. It worked freshman year. It's not working anymore. And we've seen we've seen it not. Work. Well, and it's not worked because people because everyone knows that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If we can give it to somebody else, or even have him roll out and have, you know, guys of ava- four or five guys available for him yeah. to throw the ball to, and that takes away defenders whether he gets the ball to him or it can just. <clears throat> Get yep. that first down, that and then you got the line, and then you got the linemen that are able to pull outside and make and keep those blocks or make those blocks if he's got to run. So, I, I am probably like the defense. Yes, we we know what we've seen from the defense. Right. Love our defense, but I am more excited about our offense just because of what we bring to the table. Oliver Martin too. I haven't even mentioned him. Oliver Martin's one of those guys to look out for. We have we have the talent to be really really good on offense. Really yeah. good on offense. I, I think you run. I really want to see the I formation more than once this year. Do we that fullbacks? Be, well, between <laughs> Gabe Irvin and Yant, those guys are big. They're big guys that can make blocks. I think. Yeah. And again, even if you don't, you could do a triple option. Get the option. We have fast guys. I think we can be very successful. Um, yeah, run a little option. Yeah. Again, I just yeah exactly. You're think we're thinking alike. Yeah, Yan is the fullback. I just said that. Look at that. Zara and I are thinking alike. So, Yan, Yan's Zom, a, you should come in he's a big guy. We saw it in, in the spring game. We've heard a lot about him, his size. He's a bulldozer. I think, and not only that, he's a bulldozer who's fast. So, you could run an option. You could run a triple option. There's multiple things we could do with a running back and then place a the guy at fullback. Mar- Step's a big guy, too. He can run over guys. So Yeah, that's true. I think we have to get it was something we've been terrible about the last since Frost has been here and even with Riley is getting the ball in the running backs' hands. We've had a lot of injuries as well throughout our yeah. running backs, but if they can stay healthy, we gotta pound the rock. We pound the rock. That that just changes your entire game and how successful you can be if you can run the ball. And we have not done a good job of running the ball because we've been focusing so much around well, we haven't had a running back to stay healthy, but we've been focused so much around Give it to Martinez, put it in hand, his well, hands to run the ball. And here, here's another. And our offensive line here, hasn't been. Here's another thing. In, in years past, third and one, third and two, I mean, yeah, you know that you're going to give the ball to your running back and you're going to get it. You know, Burkhead, Abdullah, yep. you know, you can go down the list. Even Mills and the Zigbo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, not but, like as much, but yeah. Um, these last couple years, it was like, Oh, we're gonna go shotgun, and Martinez is gonna run the is gonna run, and I I'm so sick of that. <laughs> I just want yeah. to give the ball to a running back that is gonna get a yard or two. Yep. Instead of putting it in your quarterback's hands that he can get hurt, mm-hmm. he can fumble the ball, and and that's happened. Yep. And that's why everybody crucifies him. Like we need guys that you can get under center and hand the ball off to and yep. get. Get the first down, and now and it's now we easy. have we have Gabe Irvin, we have Marky Step, we have Sevy Morrison, we have Yant, we have guys. And I'm not saying we're not going to run it out of the shotgun because we probably will, but um, we we need to have guys 
produce. That's not Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez will produce better if other guys can produce. So, Booty, how big of a loss is Rondell? I don't know how Purdue's feeling about that, but yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> are you are you Ron- were you asking about him or Robinson? One, <laughs> that's what I figured. <laughs> so Rondell Moore is out of Purdue. I knew you were asking about Wandale. I don't think Wandale is a big loss to be honest. I think just I think be- because we tried to use him too much in places that he wasn't. I mean, swing passes or yeah. handing the ball off to him. He's he's a talented kid. He was very talented, and we got a lot out of him, and I loved him. Yeah, and I, I, st- I still think that. he'll have success in Kentucky, but I think the problem was we were trying to run that UCF offense, and he was a part of that. And he was, he's like, not, the main part of it. He's not a part of He's As good as he is, he's still not a guy like Elante Brown. He's not a Xavier Betts. He's and not a tour. He's not a guy that you can throw a ball up to to go catch the ball. He's a, he's a slant guy, or a, or a quick out guy. I, I know it's easy to say. Now, I know it's guy. easy to say because he left, and it's it's not sour grapes or anything like that. But you know, he was somebody that he could dart out. You could get the ball to him, and if he step, sidestep somebody, he could he could go yep. eighty yards. But that, I mean, that's just he was so small. We, really quick, and I loved him. But and we saw him chase down a lot. He got he, chased he down. He got a lot. chased down, yeah. and um, best of luck to him. Yep. Like I said, I loved him, but yep. Well, and just like Zom just said, he he, him being five eight, that he's shorter than me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want he wanted those bigger guys because again, he's realizing it took him a few years, but he realized that or a couple of years he needs guys that are tall. He needs, needs guys. He needs six guys. Two, six four hey, I can, can run. I can throw the ball up in the end zone, the corner of the end zone, in the red zone, and you're going to catch the ball. Or you're going to have a shot at it. And, we didn't have that with our well, previous and I'm receivers. sure Martinez is, you know, uh, completion percentage will probably drop from last year because his percentage last year was like over seventy percent because he was throwing the ball like three yards here and then you know or negative get, couple yards and hoping and then, to get yeah. some yards and. It's going to go down because we're going to be throwing the ball deeper this year. I certainly hope so anyway. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, 6'2 or taller for all of our receivers now. Um, so I think that's going to really change. If anybody's looking at the game and thinking that Frost is going to do the same thing he's been doing for the last few years, they're not paying attention to who's on the team and who's he's recruited and who he's brought in because he's changing on the go with the guys that we brought in and the guys that are now sophomore juniors that he did recruit that are going to now produce on the team. And so that's what that's what Martinez is going to have as options downfield. And we've seen those downfield passes in a lot of the film that we've seen. And, I mean, Martinez is hitting them, and they're going up. Shit, I was watching one of those hype films the other day, and Wyatt Lever made some unbelievable oh, catch was unbelievable. against Cam Taylor, I think. Yeah, it was, or it might have been Dispute. It was one of the two. Or Williams. I mean, all three of our good defenders there. But the – the offensive talent is there, and, and that's what gets me probably more hype than anything else is because we know the defensive talent. We saw it last year. Uh, we're going to see some more competitive offenses this year than maybe we saw last year, but we're also going to see hopefully see our offense be a little more competitive. So. Well, and gosh, it's really hard because, you know, Martinez is going to be a senior, and he wants to be the guy, obviously. Technically, I, he's a junior. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> he can come back next year still. That is true. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I really just hope we don't see, especially in that first game, first time we run into a little adversity in that game, I hope we don't see just like a design quarterback run, you know, 
multiple times. Like, and I get it. He he's a playmaker, and 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 you know what? Maybe maybe he is quicker, and maybe it is for the best. But I feel like that's a crutch, and we should just stick to maybe not a crutch, but I know he can be he can be really good running the ball. But I just want to see other plays made and not relying on that yeah because that's what we've relied on for the last few years and it has not been in our best and i I think we'll see that this year i think we'll see more of the adrian is going to be relied on when he has to and when he has to and when he does be i'm sure it'll be great he's not our main guy Um, we don't need him running running the ball 20 times a game and so i think so predictions for defensive player of the year Offensive player of the year. I'm going to throw kind of a wrench in the defensive player of the year because obviously we have Cam Taylor, we got Dismuke, you got JoJo Doman. We have some really good guys that are going to be on the defense. I think Williams is going to be a guy that so is tar- is targeted more just because of Cam Taylor on the Probably. defensive side of the ball. I think he is oh, going to get sure. targeted, and he was targeted more last year. So I think he's he's going to see more balls come his way because Cam Taylor's on the other side, and I think he's he's not underrated maybe on the Husker fan side, but everyone's so obsessed with Cam Taylor and his abilities that I think Williams is going to step out this year. and And let's not forget about far, uh, with the Farmer. Um, yeah, hopefully he's healthy. I, I, if he's um, ready to play, it sounds like he's going to be ready well, to go. And, but uh, he's not going to be starting over. Williams gosh, or Cam what's Taylor. his name? Uh, Braxton, um, Braxton Clark. Yeah, Braxton Clark. And we got Will Nixon. He, he I mean, he should be back because um, he was hurt last year too. Yep, I, I think yeah. so. My defensive MVP. I'm going to go with Williams because I do think I think Williams is going to be a guy again. I think he's going to see more action because of Cam Taylor on the other side of the ball. Um, so I'm just. It's pulling. hard for me to not say JoJo Doman Zom because he's my favorite, but man, I mean, it's so hard because you still. Have, I, I hope Garrett Nelson does what he did last year, halfway through the season, maybe a little bit more, when coaches said, we're not going to have you covered, do anything except for go to the ball. Run and get the damn ball. Because when he didn't just run and get the ball, he hesitated and missed a lot of tackles. Yeah. Once he started just going to the ball, it's like, holy crap. Like that, He's fast, and he's getting right to the ball. He's making tackles. Another thing that we got to look out for this year, I think, is going to be – um, Isaac Gifford. I've heard a lot of good things about him coming into the Same. season. I think and he was really get, good. I think he's going to get some playing time. He was, he was, he was really good when he um, got in last year. So we'll see how that goes as well. Uh, Pola Gates, uh, he's going to get some some playing time. Um, Quentin Newsome. And then Javon Wright, again, he's kind of third on that depth chart, uh, outside linebacker. But I think we're going to see a lot of – we have guys that can get – they can put in the game at any time. Braxton Clark, like you mentioned – um, and Tariq Johnson, let's not forget about him. He's a guy coming in as a, a junior, a redshirt junior transfer that he is – a lot of people are talking about him, his size, his speed, and what he can do. So I, Luke Reimer, another guy, is is Luke going to be playing? Um, yeah, he's up there, yeah. yeah no, so, he's the one I was thinking of when so he said Luke, Isaac Gifford. Yeah, Luke, I was thinking Luke of was Luke a surprise. Reimer. Luke was a surprise last year. I didn't see him coming out playing as good as he did oh, but Ryan, holy Ryan cow is gonna be great i know he had that neck injury last year uh where it took him out but wow they have nick Heinrich is starting inside linebacker okay yep all right. so i all right let's do it it's gonna be 
it's going to be interesting to see how our defense does because we have so many guys that can come in and play. And that, to me, that's super exciting because we have depth. As far as offense? Offensive guys, mm, you got some art tour. Let's see. Gosh, it's just it's just so hard to pinpoint because the offense is just completely different from it was you know from what it was last year. Um, I mean, it was Martinez and Wandale and Dedrick Mills, and Mills and Wandale are both gone. Um, I'm gonna go out. Not that well. I'll go out on a limb and say. It's going to be somebody new, <laughs> which is pretty broad, but... Um, I got Turner. Turner's going to be our offensive player of the year I, on I, the offensive line. I was, was going to say, it could be an offensive lineman, but I'll pick a skill position player, and I'll say... Austin Allen. Okay. It's not a bad pick. I think a surprise guy that I've talked about, um, a surprise guy I've talked about this year is going to be a Wyatt Lever. I think Wyatt Lever, yeah. we saw a little bit of him last year, um, and I think Wyatt is going to be one of those guys that he's not. he may not be a starter, but he's going to be a guy that comes out and produces when you need him to produce. Kind of makes me think of Cade Warner. I think Cade, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Cade Warner had so much promise to his game, heck of a good blocker downfield. He had his hands, and we saw it more than once. He dropped some balls, uh, and that was kind of his downfall. But I, I see him as a Wyatt, a Wyatt Lever being a Cade Warner with blocking, but also being able to go up and catch the ball. Yeah, He's going to be able to make those tough he's, catches. He's a pretty skinny kid, but if he can... He's got good hands, though. Yeah. No, I pick Austin Allen and Zom. I like your questions and your <laughs> comments, and they're funny. But... Um, no, just because – and it's not even that he is going to catch, you know, 100 balls. It's just getting third down catches, um, maybe going up and getting a touchdown catch in the, you know, the corner of the end zone or whatever, uh, getting blocks when you need them um, as an MVP style. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe he won't be just because somebody else has all these numbers and they, you know, or – deemed the most valuable player but i think he's gonna have a big year i, I I'm hope excited about it going off austin Island, i'm hoping to see a two tight end set a lot this year yeah throwing two tight ends out on the on the field really changes the defensive mindset on what's going to happen next um there's a lot of things that you can do um i i think again i'm going off this right now nick a two tight end set we have tight ends that can play we have tight ends that can make plays we've seen it um, one of them's got a hell of a good mullet, Vocalek, but <laughs> um, these guys can make plays, and we've seen it happen. We just don't see it enough. And I go back to uh, one of the first plays we did last year. One of the very first plays, I think it might have been the first play of the season, was I think tie- it was. It was a tight end seam to Allen. It was. And we never. Because you texted me and you were like, yes, <laughs> we've talked about this. Yes. It was the first play uh, of the year. I was so excited, and I think. Now, I think hopefully we've seen that and be like, damn, we could do this more often. Because that's not something you see a tight end running a seam. But when you have a tight end 
that 6'4", 6'5", whatever, 6'7", however tall Allen is. He's huge, 6'11". And he's, and he's a Nebraska kid, too. He's huge. Get him the damn ball on Volklek, too. Like, those guys can run a seam, or you got one guy running a seam, another guy running out. And then you got your other wide receivers. Like, again, I'm so excited about our offense because the talent, the guys are there. The the pro- I mean, not the problem. The, the thing is, is if we have a successful year, a tight end's not going to win most valuable player, at least on the offense. It'll be Martinez or, yeah. you know, whatever. But, yeah. yeah I, had, so. I had to make that pick because it just it felt good. Yeah. No, it, and it does. I think there's a lot of hype around Allen, too. We saw him make some incredible catches last year, and um, it is the greatest position <laughs> according to Zom. So, uh, again, I hey, got no argument. I'm not a football player. so I was on that offensive line with you freshman year, Zom. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm excited. I think this year is going to be fun. Again, we have we have a hard schedule, yes. And someone, I can't remember who, someone mentioned that we have one of the toughest schedules again. Um, and we, man, I bitch about this every year because I think it's stupid that, again, yes, we, Ohio State, I don't care where we play them, but we play them every year. Right. And every you, year. No one else in the Big Ten you, West plays them every you, year the last seven years like Nebraska has. You have to, you know. To win a championship, you have to play the best teams. So I get it. But it it does seem like, you know, when Alabama or Clemson or whatever, you know, they're, they're playing the Citadel, you know, we're – and I know we were supposed – and we're playing Fordham. I get yep. it. But when we have to play Ohio State every single year as a crossover game and people be like, well, we're Penn State and we have to play them every year because they're in our division. Yeah. Yeah, but who are you playing in your crossover games? Like, our crossover games are Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Yep. Who else has that? Yeah. People have Maryland, Rutgers, and <laughs> Michigan State. Or Maryland, Rutgers, and, you know. It's I mean, not the it's same. Just, it, yeah. So, again, I it is what it is, but here's what, here's what we got for you our gotta play. The, you got to play the best and beat the best to be the best. But, but when you're not all, the best, it makes you it a lot play. harder when you <laughs> – have a, you know a tough division yeah. schedule already, and then you play these crossover games against the hardest teams. But whatever. So here, here's what we got. So I'm gonna we're just gonna say win loss when we get to the team. So we're gonna run through the schedule here. So first game of the year, Illinois win win. So that's next Saturday noon game in Champaign, Illinois. According to Twitter, win. Twitterverse, we got a lot of people going out there. So that's exciting. Uh, should be. A lot of red, a lot of red in that stadium, um, just like it would be if we're going to Colorado or Notre Dame or these other stadiums where we've seen a lot of red. So excited about that. I think Nebraska's seven point favorite. Yeah, and I, I'd push it to maybe ten. I think the seven's probably because of our history uh, over the last few years of close games and giving up a lot of points. So I, I would give us maybe uh, 10, 10 to fourteen uh, or thirteen, ten to thirteen. Is what I'm predicting there. I so, hope we win by 21 or more. I do too. Um, Fordham win. <laughs> um, obviously a win. Yes. So we got. So we're two and zero. Two and zero going into Buffalo. Buffalo, I think, is going to be a win. A win. So I think we're going to be three and zero going into Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of those teams where, again, if you're someone in the Big 12 or an Oklahoma fan, Oklahoma had the best defense in the country last year. I doubtful. Now, was their defense better than normal than what we've seen over the years? Yes. yes. 
Rattler had a better second half of the season than he did the first half of the season. And he'll probably be much better. And we know Oklahoma's going to be good. I think it's going to be a closer game than most people predict. It's not going to be a, a 30, 40-point loss like we've seen to Ohio State over the years. I certainly hope I think it's going to be a closer game, but I'm still going to predict an L against Oklahoma. I'm going to predict an L. Uh, it's on the road. and Yeah. They're ranked number two preseason. I mean, it just yeah, isn't it, stacking up well. I hope that we fight like hell in that game. Mm-hmm. And if we lose, you know, if it ends up being a 20-point loss because they score a touchdown late or something, as long as we compete in the game, yep. I will feel much better than getting, you know, the 60 60- Three to which, seven loss like we've gotten against. Which is so hard to say as like a, a fan of your team. It is. You don't want to say if we compete. Like no, but we have. No, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. But it sucks because we haven't been competing, so you can't expect to beat Oklahoma if you're winning four, five games a year. Like it's, it's and not an when you play a good opponent, like in Ohio State, yep. even at home, yeah. and you lose by fifty points. <laughs> yeah, the, the year after you only lose by five on the road. Right? Yes. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, anyways. Right. All right. Then we got Michigan State. On at the road. Michigan State on the road. I'm going to say we're going to win that game, and it might be close. We might win by five to ten points in that yep. game, three to seven, whatever you want to say. What did Michigan State do last year? I can't remember what their and, schedule was or you what know, their record was. What's, what's well, the, Michigan State, they're going to be in year two with what's his bucket for yeah, Colorado. Um, over. The, the thing I will say is – and I can only go off of history because that's how the world works. But we have success against Michigan State. We do. We beat Kirk Cousins when they won the Big Ten. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they won the Big so. Ten. And yeah. we beat them. And we beat them easily that yeah. year. And we um, beat them 9-6 to six in the snow. And we played up. <laughs> yes. Which is fun. Uh, we, you know, we beat them um, on the road when I think Stanley Moore. Or, no, uh, Jamal Turner caught a touchdown in the last 10 seconds of the game to win. Um, I just, whatever it is, it's like a Northwestern. The game's always going to be close no matter what. I feel a, a win there. Okay. Even even uh, with kind of two, I mean, a, yeah. a, a team that is kind of a question mark. I, um, I got I to win there. I, I think we're going to beat Michigan State again. I don't, I've never viewed Michigan State as a huge um opponent that is really good i think they always have a a good team but in recent years exactly in recent years they haven't been really good they've had decent teams but they haven't been the team you got to watch out for like holy crap they're going to run the big tent no like they're they're just not ohio state's that team and for forever will be that team for a few years um until we see different so i think michigan state's going to be a w um, so right now we're four and one going to Northwestern. Man, Northwestern is a game that Crip we tonight. <laughs> we need to win that game. We got to win that game. <laughs> we have to win that game. And it's at home this year. And it, for whatever reason, we always seem to lose at home against them, except for Hail Mary. We just choke. We choke against Northwestern. Now they have some injuries, and they have a they lot do. of guys that left the team. But they have a couple of offensive linemen out for the season. Yeah, I think they just maybe lost a running back. If I remember they lost correct, a running back injured. And they lost Bowser. Bowser's tr- uh, transferred, or he's done. Um, I, I think I think Northwestern's a win. I think they okay. lost so many guys. They're still going to be fundamentally sound. Right. But we're I, gonna. I mean, we're gonna have to be. But I hope we are. We're gonna too. have to show up, focused yeah. on that game because you're gonna. You know that they're gonna not. They're not gonna get penalties. Yep. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna play solid defense. 
It'll be a tight game. Yep. Yeah, so I got I got that as a W for us as well. I think we're going to beat Northwestern. I yeah. don't – if we lose Northwestern, I'm going to be so mad because, again, that's just a team that we shouldn't be losing to. Um, not to say they're not good, but it's a team that we should we should be better than. All right, Michigan at home. They had, what, five losses last year? I'm not entirely sure. They had four or five losses last year. Um, their quarterback – I think, I think honestly, I think Dylan McCaffrey transferring from Michigan, or actually, he t- he took a pretty bad concussion and took him out for. I think he wanted to make sure he was healthy to come back. I think part of it was COVID last year, but then he hit the transfer portal. Now he's going to play at what Northern uh, Colorado with his dad. Dylan McCaffrey, I think, was a better quarterback than whoever Michigan has right now at quarterback. But I don't think he was going to win the position according to Harbaugh, which. What I saw last year with the quarterback, not impressed. Um, and I'm still not impressed. I think Michigan has a long ways to go still. It's so hard. I think we're going to win a, that game. That's a tough one. I think um, we're going to win. I think we're going to beat Michigan if, there. If we win that Michigan game, we have, I would say we've turned a corner to yeah. beat teams that we should beat. You know, and a team like Michigan, it's a good team. Yeah. I mean, it's a good program. But when they have a new quarterback or, you know, they're yeah. in a turnaround, we should beat them this yeah. year. Um, I want Harbaugh to be fired and be on the hot seat and be flaming way before Scott Frost. <laughs> uh, I, but they just gave him an extension, which is unbelievable, but it is what it is. Um, Minnesota. On the road. On the road. And I think they have a bye week before we play them. They do. I believe so. So that <sighs> – that's a tricky one. I hate. I hate PJ Flag. Oh. I know you hate him. I really see that as a winnable game, but it just depends because they were good a couple years ago. Last year they weren't so good. Yep. But they beat us with second, third stringers. So I can't even say we're gonna win that game, but we should. <laughs> we should. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that we win that game. I'm saying a lot of wins. <laughs> I'm not upset about I, I it. I'm should, not upset about it. I shouldn't be saying W. Again, my prediction was like seven and five, eight and four tops, and I'm, I'm now we're saying at like a lot eight of eight and one. <laughs> it's so hard to predict a loss. But okay, I, I'm going to throw a Minnesota loss. No, we're we're at, so we're at seven and one right now. We're fine. We're fine. We're okay, fine. so Purdue's a win. Purdue um, should be a win. I, I think home. I think Brom they extended him. Um, we have a bye week before that. Yeah, too. I just I think Brown's going to be out the door here pretty soon. Even though they well, and him, Bell Bell's really good, but you know you never know if he what his status. But he be, he's really your only target. And um, Ohio State again, I think at home. I think we're going to play him close. We're going to play him better. They have a, a freshman quarterback. That's true. Or it might be sophomore. A, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, so I think uh, yeah, Nick. I told you I drank a lot of Kool Aid. Um, but okay, so Ohio State, Ohio State's going to be a loss, but I think it's going to be a closer game. I think we're going to keep it within within two scores. Okay. Um, Wisconsin. Now, here's what I hate to say is I think we're going to lose to Wisconsin. And we have a bye week before that too. Yeah. We it's on the road too. We just can't be Wisconsin. We can't be Wisconsin. We can't. It's like Northwestern. We like, can't be Northwestern. We can't be Wisconsin. We we beat Wisconsin once. And then that same year we played them in the Big Ten Championship and they yeah. scored 70 points on us. Yeah. So I do think that we lose to Wisconsin. 
I, I'm not buying into the Graham Mertz um, hype. I don't think he's – I think last year he played against Illinois and everyone was freaking out about how good he was. Well, yeah, he was throwing a wide-open receiver. So, again, he had a good year, but I just – I'm not buying into his hype yet. Um, we'll see how he plays next year. But I, I think – is it a winnable game? Absolutely. Are we going to win? Again, we just don't beat Wisconsin, and it's on the road. Yeah. So, um, And we haven't been good on the road for years. Iowa, we're gonna beat Iowa. We're gonna, we're gonna effing beat them. We're gonna beat Iowa. Jason, I hope you're listening. (laughs) Guarantee you that we're gonna freaking figure it out this year. Because we haven't been good, and we've been close to beating them. I don't even care if we win on a game-winning field goal. I don't care. I just want to shut them up. I want to shut the okay social media. I want to shut social media. (laughs) Shut them up because they're. There's a couple good Iowa fans out there that I will talk with on social media, but for the most I mean, part, yeah, I have friends. They just talk crap. They, they talk and, crap, but and we're gonna they, beat Iowa. They, I mean, the the friends I have don't talk too much smack, but yeah, it's funny because they like never said that they were fans until they beat us like twice in yeah. a row, <laughs> and then they're fans all of a sudden, and it's like, come on, man. Ah, there, ah, there we go. <laughs> so here's my thing. You I think, seriously listen, Josh? Well Josh, played, bro. Yeah. So here's my cheers to that. <laughs> so we, we we I technically and you were with, with me here, but technically nine and three is what we predicted. Now, toss up games, toss up games. I'm gonna throw Minnesota in there, and I'm gonna throw Iowa in there. Those are two potential toss up what, what, games. Oh yeah, Wisconsin at Wisconsin, Ohio State, Ohio State Oklahoma, and Oklahoma. So toss-up games, I think, are Minnesota and Iowa. Those are our two toss-up games. I, all the other games, there's there's no reason if if they are as good as they look on paper. The hat. <laughs> on pa- I just think I think we yeah. gotta see. We no, I mean it's we, yes. <laughs> Coach of the year, yes, I do. Okay. Hey Zom, we appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, what's up, Josh? Hey, Josh. Um, so Love yeah, your guys I, optimism. but I do think <laughs> you know, like it's every year. Looking though, into I, the season, it's like, yeah, we'll probably be this. But then when we're breaking it down, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we should win this game. We should. Like, oh yeah. yeah, we could probably win this game. Well, again, and and when we had BK last, <laughs> when we had him on the show, I said eight and four, and you guys gave me shit because like you're, there's always that eight and four guy, and that's me like every year the last oh, yeah. five years, but. I mean, Bowling won nine games every year. Yeah, and it's not one of those things that completely – and different conference for the most part. It's not out of the realm that we win eight games. It is those toss-up games. Again, nine and three is really not out of the picture, Well, but it is – it's the toss-up games. It's how are we going to play against Wisconsin, how are we going to play if, against Minnesota, how are we going to play against Iowa, if you, those three well, teams. And if you look at – I mean, history repeats itself. If you look at the way we've done the close games – under Scott Frost, have not gone in our favor. We've lost a lot of close three, five, seven, yep. even ten point games yep. against teams that we either should have beaten or, you know, very well could have beaten uh, without you know a, a turnover or yeah. you know in in Zom a mistake a, a penalty yeah. or something. Zom, I think you'll agree with two different things here. One. We shoot ourselves in the foot over and over and over and over again. 100%. Penal- between penalties and turnovers, we kill ourselves. Two, we get to the red zone, we don't know how to score. Yeah. We do not know how to score inside even the 30-yard line. We don't know how to produce 
touchdowns inside the 30. Yeah. And if we don't get a touchdown, we haven't been able to kick a field goal. Until last, last year, year, we saw some of that. So I think we turnovers, turnovers <laughs> are going to help. <laughs> she does. Turnovers are going to help. Thoughts. Penalties are going to help. We clean up our game on the offensive side of the ball. We clean it up to where we are not perfect, but we are more sound. We are better to where we're not thinking, oh, shit, we just ran the ball. Oh, there's a flag. Like every time that happens, it seems like. So we clean that part of the game up. We decrease the turnovers on offense. Martinez holds on to the ball better. Our running backs hold on to the ball. Our, our receivers catch the ball we got to rely on our tall guys in the off in the red zone to catch those balls in the corner and we got to rely on our running backs inside the inside the 5 yard line inside the 8 yard line to pound the rock get it I don't care run it 3 times get it in the end zone well, and if we don't we put up 3 but we have to get points every time we're in the red zone I think the turnovers Oh really? <laughs> I think the turnovers that we've had in the past I think that number drops and it has to yeah it, it has to. It has to. If we're going to be successful at all, it has to. And I think it will. Um, but also, just like you said, just options of plays inside the 30 of um, of being able to you know throw, throw to the end zone instead of trying to do an Adrian run or a handoff yeah. that goes nowhere or a swing pass that goes for a tackle for a loss. Like, having an option to throw to the end zone yeah. for a touchdown or something. Yep. If if the game plan changes to where we use the guys on the offense, the size, if we use our size on the offensive side of the ball that we have, we will win more games. Now, again, 9-3, and 8-4, yes, it's a stretch. But <laughs> it is. there are three toss-up games in there. I said two, but there's three. Wisconsin's a toss-up. I think Minnesota's a toss-up. Iowa's a toss-up. Those are three games that can flip. And those way. are three teams, you know, between us and those three schools, those are the four best teams in our division. We need to be able to beat those schools. Now, if we lose to Illinois, Frost is gone. Because <laughs> hey, if we lose to Illinois, the rest of the season is not going to go well. And I'm just not confident. If we lose to Illinois, like, they're predicted to win three games all year. Like, everybody's predicting, like, three and nine. I just – it's – they're not going to be a, a great team. Now, yes, they have a lot of seniors, but if we lose to Illinois, we might cancel the show. <laughs> I just say, all right, I'm done. I just, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. But, again, we have to go out there and show that we've made improvements. If we can't show we've made improvements, we'll see. But we could lose every other game this year. want to beat Iowa and Minnesota so bad. Absolutely, dude, those are the two games that – I mean. I, yeah, I would, those two. Hey, I mean, I want to beat Wisconsin as well, but hey, if we can beat Iowa and Minnesota, I don't give a shit. If we go 6-6 six and six and beat Minnesota and Iowa, I will be so happy. Yep. So happy. Yeah. But if we go 6-6, six and six, I'll also be so sad. Because <laughs> I think, I, I just, again, the optimism, yes, hits me every year, but I just think the talent, the guys that you see on the team is so much better, and I... We, we we love Martinez, man. We I mean just can't help it. I love I mean, the kid as a as a person, and I think when, he has. When the you saw what happened last year when he got benched, and then whoever does those videos for their hey here, here's play. my here's my MVP Zom. It's our uh, our social media and our marketing team because they do a damn good job. Whoever does of making that, me drink the Kool Aid. Whoever does that Husker page where they do those like minute videos, they're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. They're phenomenal. But Martinez got benched, and he 
talked to the team and was like, I don't care if it's me or him. It's about like, us. It's about us. And I gained so much respect for him. And then he came back and was so much better than he was before yep. after McCaffrey got benched. So, yes, I do. The I Kool-Aid do. tastes so good. Red Kool-Aid is the best Kool-Aid. If you don't agree with that, you're not drinking the right kind of Kool-Aid, <laughs> which is only one kind of Kool-Aid. It's really good. Although grape is really good too, but we're not Northwestern fans, so. That's for sure. We don't drink that Kool-Aid. No, I, I Kool-Aid think. Kool-Aid was made in Nebraska anyway. It was. I, I'm excited. I think we're going to have some success. Um, I honestly haven't been. As excited as I normally am, until now, I, we did a show. Now I'm actually excited. I, I'm going to be honest with everybody here that's watching the show. I thought about telling Jimmy, hey, we're not going to do two average guys anymore. And the reason why is because I was in the offseason. I didn't give two sh- – I didn't care. I'm like this – like I just don't care about Husker football. Like my energy was drained. Didn't care. I had a hard And then – I don't even know why. It's just one of those things where I just – after the amount of losing seasons we've had – it's been so hard to get excited about Husker football. And then and then it just kind of kicked around. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, all right, football's next week. Maybe it's just upcoming seasons coming up real soon. Um, now I'm really excited. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. I mean, if we have another couple seasons the way that it's been, it will be really hard to try to do it again. But It's hard to talk after a loss all the time. I don't want to talk after losing seven games. Like, Well, and I don't want to. Talk about the game for a little bit, and then just talk about why we sucked. <laughs> other, other games yeah. that we should be that should be us. Yeah, you know. So for those of you that tune in again, we appreciate it. this. Has been uh, we've been going on what, how many years now? We started in twenty fifteen. So eight seventh eighth season now. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this is our seventh season. Now we're doing the show, so if you haven't really tuned in, we've <laughs> we've met a lot of Huskers. We've had them on. Yep. We've had done interviews with them, and we're looking to get a few more guys on. It's just Jamon Adams, Brent yep. Kinney. Yep. So we're gonna get some more guys on. Um, Tom Osborne. Yeah, we had Tom Osborne. Um, again, this we got some more stuff hopefully coming this year. Uh, gonna start looking for partnerships. If you guys know anybody, um, especially. Uh, local breweries. If you know anybody included in local breweries, we'd love to sport T-shirts and beer. Matt Verzal, we did a Paisans. Yep. Paisans pizza. So we, we'd love to promote, and we don't care about making money off it. Just give us a shirt and a beer, and we'll be good to go. Or pizza. That's but if you know people, let fun. us know. But we, we enjoy you guys tuning in. This has been fun. Um, I don't got anything else for today. Anybody, if you got questions, you want to get them in. Last you second. Come, you want to come join us sometime? Let us know. Yeah, you got. We'll provide the beer. And potentially pizza. We'll see. Um, but appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. For everybody that did, we had a couple new listeners, I think, today. Um, I but... really appreciate the listeners today because I thought 1 o'clock on a Sunday, we normally we do evening, and that's when it's at its max. So thank you. We appreciate you guys. Um, that's all we got for today. Uh, any other questions, feel free to, to get them in after the show. We'll respond. And, we'll again, get, get out there on the our game. On our YouTube channel, on our our podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're out there, so you can find us anywhere. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, Zom. Thanks for all the uh, interaction. Nap girls, yeah, nap time. It's a good time, Zom. My, my, I think I got one boy napping, so we'll come see. join us, Zom. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go Huskers. We'll see you next week. We are two average guys. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. 
And Enjoy we'll your, see you next week. Enjoy your Sunday. Go Big Red. <laughs>